When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Hackmaster, Master, Ralph Vashman, MD. Co-host, Catherine Brandt. Melissa Kirk. Andy Brandt-Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Dr. John Huber joins us right after this with the family. It's time for Team KQ Walzer's third annual Tour de Cure ride. Join me, Doug Sprinthal, Michael Bryant, and a ragtag group of riders as we raise money to fight diabetes. This year, the ride is Saturday, June 1st, and starts at Boom Island. We take the 26-mile route. It's a ride, not a race, so people of all abilities are welcome. It's a worthy cause that raises millions to support research for a cure for this terrible disease. Go to diabetes.org slash kqwalzer or email doug at walzer.com for more information. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. To the chapel and we're gonna get married. Dr. John, ready to go? Nope. Not yet? Well, he always calls in, so we'll, we'll be good to He's go. He's only a minute late. Yeah, exactly. He'll be fine. Dr. John Huber, roar, how to cope with a bridezilla, groomzilla, and what to do if you are one. So we'll get hmm. to that uh, topic in just a couple of minutes. Melissa. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and how to tell if you are, are, are one. <laughs> if you're a bridezilla. Catherine, Catherine was not a bridezilla. I no. don't believe I am either. <laughs> I just tease No, you're not a bridezilla. Oh, there he is. As a matter of fact, you're very low maintenance. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. John Huber here to tell us whether he's a bridezilla or a groomzilla, because we don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you just laugh. How are you? I'm amazing, Tom. How are you guys today? Everything is really, really good. It's my wedding, and I can be a tyrant if I want to say the bridezilla, groomzilla. It's supposed to be the happiest day of our lives, yet it can sometimes bring out the worst in people. What is the psychology behind the bridezilla, groomzilla, and how can a person cope with this type of a persona? I was just talking about the fact, Dr. Huber, that Catherine, when Catherine and I got married, we didn't have a bridezilla or a groomzilla. It was like, okay, well, everything's good. Yeah. Yeah, everything was great that day. So I got a bar bill. That was the only thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, was a, that was huge. <laughs> was. Well, you know, in our case, I think maybe it was the 
grandparents and maybe the the mothers-in-law that were kind of the bridezillas. Oh, know? really? Uh, yeah, um, because my wife and I were, hey, let's just uh, go to a local service and have a party, you know, and they're absolutely not. We want to be there. We want to see the dress. We want to do that. You know, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my, my wife convinced me that that was the appropriate thing to do. And while we're sitting up in front of the priest, she looks at me, across, you know, before, you know, before we exchanged rings, she goes, you know, you were right. You could have just gotten, gone and eloped and had a party. And I'm like, okay, how many thousand did we just spend on this? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, that's exactly right. Uh, so let's go through the signs of that you you yourself may be a bridezilla or a groomzilla. Number one would be you're constantly angry, which maybe I am a groomzilla, but not on my wedding day. It's just all the other days. <laughs> you're just a zilla. Well, if you're constantly angry, I, I would definitely recommend that you, you start seeing a therapist. Okay, know? I could do that. Uh, you, you've got some anger issues in there, and oftentimes in men, anger is how we express our depression. We yes. may have just kind of a low-level depression where you're just not happy all the time. <laughs> My wife is pointing at me with both hands, by the way. Thank you so much for that, Dr. Huber. But we all know that. And we got Catherine so pointing at me. And she was doing that six-gun thing where her, where her hands would rotate Ow. back and forth. <laughs> you know, she's doing you. that you. That's you, Tom, right there. Right. It's you. Yeah, that is true. Men, men's, men's depression comes out as anger, doesn't it? Oftentimes, because it's like the only socially acceptable emotion that we're allowed to have in most places in society. So that's where we go. That's true. That's very, very true. It's fun for the rest of us. Oh, God. <laughs> I, you know, I disagree, but if, if that's what you think is fun, no. you should probably be seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kat, you know, looking back at our wedding day, it went very, very well. Uh, one thing that Catherine looked at me while we were up at the altar uh, actually, I was up at the altar, and she was walking down the aisle, and Craig Schumacher was our, our instrumentalist yes. playing Here Comes the Bride, except for right in the middle of it, it went like da 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 <laughs> He played the Minnesota Twins theme song, because I'm a huge baseball no fan. Yeah. He no did. way. Did he really? He yeah, did. Yes, cute. he did. That was cute. That's classic. Yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> so then we get to the reception. Everything went great, and everybody was wonderful. Uh, one thing we didn't like is when we got back home from the... Uh, from the what is it called again? The reception? No, when you go on vacation after you get married. Honey honeymoon. The honeymoon. There you go. We get back from the honeymoon. What's happening? And in the front yard, remember those old lawn jockeys? Remember lawn jockeys, Doctor Huber? <laughs> yes, I do. Somebody had put a lawn jockey on our front lawn. Somebody named Jarl. I think somebody named Jarl, <laughs> and it's it, was, it had a. a uh, a voice balloon on it that said, thank God they's finally married. And yeah. the great oh. part of that was our neighbors are black. So <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks for doing that. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's really good. But here's the worst part of it. We get to the reception, beautiful place, Minnetonka Country Club. We're going to have a great time. <laughs> then, then I see Catherine's brother, Daryl, and he's got the drink tickets and it looks like he's got a lasso around his shoulder. He must have had 10,000 yeah. drink tickets. I, I charged him with giving everybody, like, three drink tickets. That's like it. I don't want everybody getting bombed. He, had a, he it, just was handing them out, like, here, you want 40? You want 60? How here's many do you want? tickets yeah. to drink. Yeah, he had a care. drink ticket bandolero. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> drink ticket bandolero. Wow. It's true. So, you know, other than that, you know, other than that I don't that know part, what I was thinking. Now, the registry, this would be a gift registry for, for wedding gifts? Is that what the registry is? Yeah. yeah. More expensive than a year of college? <laughs> that would be a little spendy. Yikes. So what's that all about? Well, come on. Be realistic, people. I mean, don't ask for the trip to Bora Bora <laughs> and, every, you know, gold-plated silverware and, you know, it, have some restraint. The, the reality of it is, you know, Everybody struggles every day, and to just assume that because you're getting married, you deserve all that stuff. You know, I'd rather say, okay, you show me 50 years of marriage, then we'll talk. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. Every, anybody can get married. It's keeping it together. It's 
hard part. Okay, so full reveal here. We go back to our wedding day. Catherine and I uh, spent a lot of money on the reception and the dinner and all the rest of it. Mostly it was booze. We got three <laughs> gifts, three wedding gifts, a grand total of three wedding gifts. We got. Well, we said no gifts. We got golf clubs, a footstool, and a kaleidoscope. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I like the footstool. I mean, <laughs> my contribution to our guest, guest list was I wanted a, a, a wet, dry shop back. And we still have it, and we still use it. Well, see, that's, so that's a great gift. I'm not saying the kaleidoscope with the footstool was not a bad thing. The golf clubs we did use. But, yeah, Catherine's parents bought us uh, golf clubs. Yeah. My mother bought us a footstool. And a guy named Mark Zelenovich bought us the kaleidoscope. <laughs> I will never forget it as long as I live. So, you know, it, uh, awesome. and basically what people said to me, I said, they said, yeah, I noticed you didn't get any gifts, but you make enough money the way it is. Oh, that's what it based on is how much money you make? We it, said uh, no wow. gifs. We did. Wow. Yes, we did. Did we really? Yes. Well, clearly clearly one of the best ways to tell if, if you're a bridezilla or groomzilla is if the priest starts seeing a therapist during your wedding party. Which did happen, by the way. Dead giveaway. It did happen. Yeah, our priest, as a matter of fact, when we went in to meet with the priest, he said, we cannot marry you in the church. We could marry you in the chapel, though, because we already lived together, and he wasn't having any of that. We could not get married in the church. Oh, was he fearful of an unclean union? (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Uh, You're telling you use condoms, right? No, no. We. I just told him, what are you talking about? We're both virgins. But he wouldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that. I, because, was, I was 32 years old, so what does that tell you? Because according to one comedian, I think it was Ron White, if you use a condom, technically you're not touching the woman. <laughs> technically, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, technically it's true. I've heard, I've heard, I have heard of couples breaking up over wedding planning. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Just absolute. They break, yeah, they break up. They never end up getting married. They end up hating each other before <laughs> they've got the day set. They've got the day set. Everything's going, and they start clashing about something stupid, like the color of the napkins or something, and then they end up not Absolutely. getting married. So maybe it's a good idea or, for one person to be a bridezilla right. or a groomzilla because then that tests that relationship so that yeah. you don't go through it and you don't get yeah, divorced. True. You know, two, two weeks later. Yep. No, I think you're absolutely right about that. <laughs> is it more common for bridezillas or groomzillas, or are they about equally uh, present? Well, you know, here, here's one of my things that I've seen. You know, they, they started that bridezilla show, and I think that actually has taught people mm. to act that way. It says this is socially acceptable. We kind of expect that. And what I see is it happening more in the female species, not necessarily that it doesn't happen in the male species, but it's much more frequent with females. And I think it's because if yeah. you watches that show, the guys aren't sitting around watching it. No, that's very, very true. Um, there's a, a paragraph that says you're becoming a mean person, but basically by the description of what a mean person is, it's pretty much everybody under the age of 40. I think it all yeah, has to yeah, do I'm sorry. I, I, have, I think it has to do with just the pressure of trying to get the perfect day. Some people just really, need, you know, perfection is unattainable, so they just have this pressure, and so that's and they snap. I we think that's what happens. It, thank you, Martha Stewart. <laughs> Martha Stewart. <laughs> yeah, because right. Martha Stewart did project this, oh, everything has to be perfect. We have to have the nice yeah. lighting, and everything has to be perfect. She has a staff of 30 or 40 people yeah. making this stuff. But everything has to be perfect for your holiday, for everything. And that's that's a, a standard that I think is, uh, is unachievable and is right. stupid. Yeah, probably true. Well, you know. You know what happens when you buy a new car and you drive it like it, it's a newborn baby until you get that first scratch on it, mm-hmm. and then then you just you just drive it and enjoy it, and you know it, it's amazing. You may never ever get another scratch on it, but after that first one happens, I think the wedding day should be that first scratch. Just let it happen and then and then enjoy your marriage. 
Yeah, I well, like that, that would make sense. Um, it is pretty amazing, though. You, is this your description of a mean person? You don't say thank you. You go out of your way to belittle people. You behave, your behavior takes on that of a third-world dictator. You're pretty much talking about all Americans now because of the political climate in this country. <laughs> everybody talking about Twitter. God, everybody is just <laughs> angry as hell right now, and I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know what that's all about. You're a psychologist. Well, it's well, your well, fault. Tom, you're amazingly perceptive, and, and I love that about you, and you're able to get that out of your guests all the time. But I, I think that really is a mean person, and, and people have to evaluate how they come across because the world is not text language. You know, when, when we text people, there's no body language. There's no right. visual cues if this is sarcasm or not. And I think it is carried over in these young people's lives that they just face stuff at, assuming it's a text and they don't realize how they come across. You know, I, I might not look too good in this next sec- section. I will tell you, looking back, your bridesmaids, groomsmen, defriend you. Uh, my best man and the ring bearer, I haven't talked to either one of them in about 10 years. <laughs> so well, was that it. wasn't like right after. That just was sort of people moving away and getting on with their lives. Yeah, that's true. That moved to Los Angeles and all that. It wasn't because you were tantruming or anything. I never tantrum. We have a couple in the studio that are getting married very yeah, shortly. Yeah, what about that? And What's they're that they're amazingly quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can work them in next problems. Friday if they want to come talk. <laughs> <laughs> next Friday's the day. What's going on next Friday? You going to be in town? No, I can. They, I got. I got space in my office down here. They have to come down. But. Well, that'd be fine. You can sit. <laughs> we down might be able to Skype it. Yeah, that'd be good. We could Skype the whole thing and put it up on the show. That'd be good. You're yeah, wrong. Sweet. It's terrible. I, you know, honest to God, I, I don't really understand. It, it, so people are all that stressed out because are they stressed out because they're not sure they want to be married? Because I don't remember being stressed out at all our wedding day. I think it's trying to obtain perfection. Andy and yep. Alyssa have just been going on a checklist, right? Yeah. You've just been mm-hmm. doing this checklist and mm-hmm. getting it done. It makes and it a lot easier. It makes it easier, but it's still overwhelming just because there's a lot of aspects to planning a wedding. It's not just, like, I mean, yes, you want it to be for you, but you also, there's families involved, and you want to make it enjoyable for your families or, like, if there was something Catherine or Tom wanted in the wedding or something my mom wanted in the wedding, you kind of want to, like, think of other people, too, not just yourself. So I think that can be right. kind of stressful when you're planning. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I think That's we... That's why I've been undemanding. <laughs> we, we've been fine. I mean, like, we... I don't know. We don't have any crazy quarrels or anything about our wedding because it's... No. It's like... Yeah. It's for us. It's fun. And we want people to have a good time, and why get angry about anything? And you know, but it's your chance to be a bridezilla. It's your big <laughs> chance. I I don't have. I honestly don't think I have bridezilla capabilities. <laughs> probably not. That's probably true. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but but Dr. never say never. Doctor Huber, if I take a quick break, can you come back for a few minutes after the very quick break, or you got to go? I've got a few minutes. I do have a patient waiting, but I can I can stick around for a few more minutes. Yeah, I just don't want to hold you up. I don't want you to go under because of me. You know what I mean? No, no, no. They paid up front. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with Dr. John Huber. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast, that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. 
Tom here. You've heard me talking about how I've lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months thanks to the Nutramost Wellness Plan. Nutramost uses breakthrough technology that customizes the plan, giving you the tools to lose weight and keep it off. One of the many reasons that it works is that you eat real food the entire time. So after you hit your goal, you'll know exactly what to order at restaurants and what to buy at the grocery store. This doesn't happen with a diet plan where you drink shakes, eat prepackaged foods, or take drugs. Find out how and why Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss plan by scheduling your immediate consultation or attending the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, May 6th at Jake's in Plymouth. I'll see you there. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost dinner or schedule your immediate consultation. Call 763-333-7337. That is 763-333-7337. Is this white wedding? No, this is I Melt With You. Oh, I Melt With You, that's right. I thought it was white wedding. (laughs) What do I know? Uh, Dr. Huber, we were just talking very quickly about, because I've never met you in person. I've talked to you for several years now, but I've never met you in person. Yeah. And I had a picture of what you look like in my head. And, and you, I mean, you kind of look like who I pictured. For some reason, I thought you had very light blonde hair, but I don't know why I did. There was a time. Oh, there was a time. Young, young, young boy. I had blonde hair. Oh, so there you go. See. But uh, if you if you want to know what I look like, you can look up a picture of Dennis Hoff, who used to own the Buddy Ranch. There's one picture of him. There's one picture of him wearing an HBO hat. Everybody thinks it's me. Now, other pictures, I don't look anything like him because he's a big, really like really heavy guy, and he's bald, like a shaved head, bald. So uh-huh. those pictures, I don't look anything like him. But that one picture, he's wearing an HBO hat. And uh, it's just the day he, it's the picture they used when he died. And everybody thought that I apparently was a horror monger. (laughs) Ever since that day came. Literally. Literally, yes. Instead of a fishmonger. (laughs) Fishmonger, horror monger, whatever kind of monger. So I want to hear your take on all this stuff. And and thank you for coming back for for a a brief time in this segment. Because I want to hear your take on all of this. Why people get so angry, why they get so upset. I didn't find it stressful at all. Now, Catherine probably found it stressful to marry me, but I didn't. Why do you think I cried during the whole right. thing? Right, the world comes after the, after the marriage. Yes, yes, I that's mean, exactly right. I mean, I had two demands. One of them was to stop back on the on the registry. Sure. And the other one was I wanted to be married at 8 o'clock in the morning. Really? And, and, and my wife's grandmother argued with me, so I settled for 9 o'clock in the morning. Now, we're in Texas. It was... It was at nine o'clock in the morning. It was ninety-eight degrees, Ooh. and yeah. the air conditioner quit working. Oh, if we'd have had it in the afternoon or that evening, oh. it would have been hundred and forty degrees in the oh in the chapel. <laughs> oh. Faint, Not good. Faints town. So the beauty of it is, I got up in the morning, I put on my tuxedo, I went to the church, and I got married. There was not this whole day of sweating. I hope everything works. What if this? What if so and so doesn't show up? Yeah. Period. I figured the people who love me would show up. Yep. And that's yep. who I wanted there anyway. So, right. No, I agree that, with that completely. That was my solution. Yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, uh, do you think people bring this upon themselves because yeah, they may, maybe in the back <laughs> of their head they think maybe I don't want to get married? Is that why they act so weird? They act weird. They realize it's a commitment. They realize that hey, this is this is the last person, you know, I'm ever going to be intimate with for the rest of my life. And the other side to that is you have to remember, you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce. The bad thing is the other 50% end in death. And the thought of her killing me just is not a good idea. (laughs) I suppose that's probably right. Yeah, I don't know that just being in a situation where you... uh where you, uh, you're angry, you're upset, you're crabby, you're constantly angry, you're, you're talking about, well, it, it is expensive. So I could see yes. for the average person to get married, yeah. it's a really expensive. There's no doubt about that. So that, I suppose that adds a lot yeah. of stress. Yeah, it's, getting, it's, get, it's gotten unbelievable. I mean, even for a smaller wedding, it's crazy. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, it's what the I think the average wedding now costs like twenty five or twenty six thousand dollars something yeah, I think like that. It's twenty. I think when wow. we did our research, it's yeah. twenty five thousand. It is That's 25, for like a yeah. hundred people. That's for a hundred people. It's like a hundred to one hundred fifty people, which is the average. Doctor, well, 
And, and again, we wanted just people we, that, that cared about us to show up. So we did it in the morning. We invited, I think, I think 60 people. We had 180 show up. Oh. And oh. at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning, we got married in front of all of them. It was amazing. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I, I found out many years ago. You ever been to the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach? Absolutely. Okay, you've been there. So you know it's a beautiful place. One of the most beautiful yeah. places on earth. I was talking to Somalier there several years ago. This is probably 20 years ago, something like that. And there was a wedding at the hotel, 600 guests. And no. the, the dinner, just the dinner for the wedding was $600,000. <laughs> it must have been a million-dollar wedding. Oh, my God. It well, must that have would have bought my car. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, all, the, all 23 of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody got their own three hundred dollar bottle of champagne, and they oh, got this, well, and they got that, yeah. and it was a, it was a thousand bucks a person for six hundred people, six hundred grand for just the wow. dinner. Wow. So what are you gonna do? That's crazy. All right, so do you want me to help you with this next patient of yours? I could sit here and go, you know what? You're crapped. You shouldn't even be thinking that way. <laughs> you shouldn't think. There's no hope for you. There's you shouldn't no even be in actually, here. We're actually doing. We're actually doing ketamine-assisted psychotherapy, so we got an MD getting ready to wow. inject him with some ketamine. So how, what's that all about? Do you have one minute to tell us what ketamine therapy is all about? Well, it's basically about uh, uh, allowing yourself to put all your defense mechanisms down and, and be able to openly discuss your problems with yourself, not just the therapist. Really? Maybe yeah. I should come and see you, Dr. Huber. Start be honest with myself for the first time ever. <laughs> I'd have a stun gun it's if amazing, I It's ketamine. amazing the changes that I've seen happen since I started doing this. Ketamine therapy. Huh. That's very cool. So how do people get a hold of you if ketamine they want to Ketamine-assisted psychotherapy. Ketamine-assisted psychotherapies. How do people get a hold of you if they want to yeah. do that with you? Uh, well, there's actually uh, a, a website. We do this in conjunction with... Clarisana, K-L-A-R-I-S-A-N-A.com, and we've got a section on there that's, that I'm on, and you can contact us, or you can go to my website and contact me about that at uh, drpsycho.org, D-R-P-S-Y-C-H-O.org. You or call yourself Dr. Psycho? It's a long way to do it. Dr. Absolutely. Psycho. <laughs> did, I, did I give you that name? I don't remember doing that, but I may have. No, no, it, uh, Teaching for 21 years at college level, my students did that. <laughs> Your students teed you up with that one. I think it's uh, it's the whole thing is magnificent. Uh, I love talking to you. We'd like, like to have you on. And Cassie's already sitting over here teeing you up for next uh, next month. She can't wait to, mm -hmm. to, awesome. to have you on. Awesome. Dr. Huber, I love having you on. Great talking to you, sir. Awesome. And, hey, I can't wait till I get up to Minnesota or to, to – See you guys. I, I I want to do a world tour and go around and see my favorite host. Oh, that have me on. That'd be phenomenal. We'd love to have you in. That sounds terrific. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye. So, bye -bye. Dr. Basham, you know about this ketamine-assisted psychotherapy? I bet you it's very similar to uh, using a psychedelic therapy with yeah. the psilocybin mushrooms and all the all the psychedelic kind of treatments. I, what is I ketamine used for usually? It's a, it's, a, it's a sedative. It's a sedative. Yeah. It's, like it's a sedative. Aesthetic, but if but you really. give it by itself, uh, it can cause uh, horrifying dreams. Yes. Oh. It's a, it makes you dissociate, which is not a good thing. Who usually. would use this like on a... Well, the, you use it on children and animals. But, cho but in children, it works very, very well. It, you, you just sedate them yeah. before you give it, and then you erase that. The the uh, dream part of it. Uh, it works really well, but really? you're right. They're dissociated. It's like they're breathing, but they're just hey, the tra the station's open, but the trains aren't stopping. Yeah. Okay. Kind of thing. I've watched some videos on it because they're actually using that to treat severe depression in adults. Oh. So they must be working in a certain way with ketamine. Maybe they sedate them and in. Because I watched a video about a father. I think two of his children committed suicide. And severe oh depression God. runs in his family. Oh. And he felt so guilty that he passed this gene on to his kids that he became suicidal and was suffering. And he's actually flourishing now from ketamine treatments. Yeah. Really? So mm -hmm. That's good. So yeah. it's, it's an, I think I, boy, and I'm, 
I'm out on a limb now, but I think it's a, an alternative or a, an adjunct. It's an adjunct treatment to uh, electroshock therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Kind of thing. Yeah, electroshock is also used for very, very severe depression and other things like that. It's just less evasive than shock therapy, obviously. But... You think? Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe physically invasive, but mentally? Hmm. Right, that, 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 that's true. So many of these new things, particularly this psychedelic uh, therapy that you talked about this morning, Tom, they're trying to legalize the psilocybin mushrooms in Colorado. In Colorado, So yeah. they can allow this kind of therapy for uh, a pe- – uh, yeah, for, you know, th- so all those, those sort of things, you know, it, it's just everybody's, oh, yeah, I think this is going to work. Yeah, I think this is going to work. But until they can do a, you know, a prospective double-blind study – yeah, you're never yeah. going to know until yeah. they have it. I suppose that's true. All right, I got to ask you guys a question here. Yes. So, uh, MSN Lifestyle, Microsoft News, is doing a study of the best getaways in each state in America. Yeah. The best place to get away. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of the region of Minnesota they're talking about. <laughs> really? Melissa has. I bet you have? Okay, well, here you go. Uh, okay. First of all, the best getaway in Florida is Key West. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Which, yeah, yeah, that makes that sense. That is definitely, but, you feel like you're in another place. You do. Yeah. Another planet. <laughs> another, another planet. Well, that's true, basically. Okay, so here's the situation. In Minnesota, the best getaway in Minnesota is the Central Lakes region. What is that? That would be Brainerd, right? Is that Brainerd? Central I Lakes? That's kind of the north Central Lakes, isn't Leech it? Leech Lake. Up in that area, Walker, Minnesota. Central Lakes, Minnesota is actually quite far northeast. That's what I thought. It is... Oh, Central Lakes is a community. Oh, it is? It's not even really a city. But I've never even heard of it's it. It's by Anchor Lake, Augusta Lake, Elliott Lake. Never like, heard of never it. Never heard of any so, of these uh, lakes. Like the villages. It's 45 miles north of Duluth. What? Oh, that would um, be pretty. So it's up by two harbors. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, no. no, it's not quite. Two yeah, harbors well, is only, what, whole, about 10 would, miles Would that out? be the whole North Shore area? It's, 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 so it's north, but it's like straight north. Yeah. It's like not. Oh, it's not on Superior. Because Two Harbors is no. northeast. Oh, it's not on Superior. It's, no. it's, okay, so it's so straight actually, north. So actually, I do know where. <laughs> oh, you do? I do. It's in, um, my, my family and I like to go to um, Birch Lake, which is in Babbitt, Minnesota. I don't know where that is. Kind of near. Um, it's like 30, about 30 miles south of Ely. Oh, Ely. I've been to Ely. Oh, okay. So, I've been there. so yeah, that actually makes sense because it's, it's like almost to the boundary waters and everything. So, and nowadays, so many people want to go to the boundary waters because it's oh, getting okay. off the yeah. grid. So, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Uh, yes. I'd say the whole North Shore area would be my pick. Yeah, this is, yeah, the, the Central yeah. Lakes is about, I would say, I don't know, a couple, maybe hour drive, hour and a half drive from Hibbing. Southeast of Hibbing. Oh, yeah. So it's between yeah. Hibbing and Duluth. Yeah. Okay. 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 I've never been up. The, I've never been north of Duluth unless we were on Lake Superior. Yeah. Then I've been to what? Two harbors. Is that as far north as we've been, or we go farther north? I think we went farther north. Farther. I've been. Yeah. I. Matter of fact, I until I think last year, two years ago, I had never been north of Duluth in my life. Yeah. I never had, and I've never been up there. Um, well, unless you count. Banff. Yeah, Banff. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking the about state. the state of Minnesota. Yeah. We rode our bikes up to two harbors. We did. It was really cool. And then I got a flat. She's asleep, and I got a flat tire. I was mm-hmm. up in two harbors. Had to walk the bike back. <laughs> what is it? It's got to be, what, seven, eight miles? You like walked a long way. It was a long way, however long it was. All right. Where's the best getaway in Pennsylvania, Mr. Pittsburgh? Oh, best, best getaway? Uh, Cinema Honey. Cinema Honey? This says the Poconos. Oh, the Poconos. Oh. Well, if you're, if you, of course, if you're Jewish. Yeah, basically. Oh, really? <laughs> no, that's like no. where East Coast people go in yeah, Pennsylvania. Yes, yeah, they definitely. Go to the Poconos. That's where yeah. all they go to Poconos. The, uh, comedians, although you know, the book of the comedians. That's where there's a lot of uh, comedy that was there. The theater, the, the summer Borscht theaters belt. were there. Wasn't it called? Was the it Borscht part of the Borscht Belt? Oh, the Borscht Belt is the Catskills, isn't oh, it? Oh, was it the Catskills? Oh, maybe the oh, okay. Catskills. That's where the. Right. I don't know. I'm, uh, I have no idea, but I've never heard of the Central Way. Where is it in Utah? Uh, I will find out for you right now. So in Utah? The entire state. <laughs> to get away from the entire state? Is that Park what you're talking City? About? 
Uh, South Dakota is Deadwood, so that's good. That makes sense. Uh, Utah is Ogden. Oh, jeez. No. Oh, that's <laughs> a, so, that, that, this is, you know, it would be Somebody, Moab is where you get away. But Ogden, there's nothing in Ogden. Somebody no. paid. Some townships I think that's the point, to is, it's to get away from everything. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking at so. the picture of Ogden. There's one house. <laughs> there's so where do you stay? Ogden is, you have to camp? Yeah, my, my Ogden's sister, actually got uh, 87,000 people in it. Yeah. My sister dogs. used to live there. In Ogden? Really? In Ogden, Utah. Yeah, Ogden, Utah. Up on the, up on what the, was she up doing? On the, on the bench there. What did she have cooking? What is she well, running she away from? She worked for the telephone company, and her husband worked at Hill Air Force Base. He did. He was a mechanic there on uh, landing gear. Oh. Okay, now you guys got to get this one right. What is the getaway best getaway in the state of Tennessee? Mm, Great Smoky Na- Mountains. Nashville or Knoxville? Gatlinburg. Nope. Not even close Maybe. yet. Getaway Shenandoah best mountains? No. Or do they go that far? The best getaway in Tennessee is Graceland. I was going to say oh. that, but hey. I wasn't sure. I was going to get away. There'd yeah, be tons of getaway. people there. I heard it's terrible there. Like, the, where Graceland is, it's fine, but where the neighborhood is, it's horrendous. So an island of hope and a sea of fear? Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> That's what we got to take a break. We'll be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here. You've heard me talking about how I've lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months thanks to the Nutramost Wellness Plan. Nutramost uses breakthrough technology that customizes the plan, giving you the tools to lose weight and keep it off. One of the many reasons that it works is that you eat real food the entire time. So after you hit your goal, you'll know exactly what to order at restaurants and what to buy at the grocery store. This doesn't happen with a diet plan where you drink shakes, eat prepackaged foods, or take drugs. Find out how and why Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss plan by scheduling your immediate consultation or attending the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, May 6th at Jake's in Plymouth. I'll see you there. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Register for the Nutramost Dinner or schedule your immediate consultation. Call 763-333-7337. That is 763-333-7337. Holiday road. See, I knew what that was. I think if I took my kids on a road trip, I'd be blasting this the whole time. Probably a good idea. Drive them nuts. I don't know. I like that song. I do too. To be honest with you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this this is this can't be this cannot be true, is it? Apparently, a guy with two little girls got in a little bit of trouble because mom apparently went on a business trip and took the family hair dryer with her, mm-hmm. and dad didn't know it, so the two little girls took a shower, no hair dryer. He dried their hair with a leaf blower. Hey, <laughs> why not? Well, because it had blast all their... Well, yeah, but... Uh, that's every a little kid, intense for I, a kid. I'm sorry. Was, I don't know. That was far enough though. away. If I was a kid... Sounds like a Tim Allen bit. I know. It does. <laughs> <laughs> From Home Improvement. No, because I, I mean, I remember as a kid, I'd take the leaf blower and just, you know, make your cheeks flap. And, you did? Oh, God, yeah. Oh. You did what? 
You take the leaf blower, blow it in your face, and you make your cheeks. Have you done this before? <laughs> yeah. Look at it didn't really pop sad. an eyeball right it. out. Yeah. This it's very sad. Age, this is before the age of, like, you know, cell phones and or cameras. Reason, and every, before the age of reason. Yeah. <laughs> so we could yeah. document it. But, yeah, we had fun with leaf blowers. Not many corneal abrasions with that. That's, yeah. No, thank you. There's different settings. You have low, medium, and high. Yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I'm on MSN, again, Microsoft News. Mm-hmm. Every story is an ad. Oh. Look at that. It's ad, ad, ad. Every story is an How ad. How do you think they make ad. their money? Mm-hmm. Well, what the money, hell? Money. You can't be doing money. that. You can't be doing that to people, can you? Not until they make a law against it. it. Well, I suppose that is it. They're is going to have to. They're going to have to make a law against it. Otherwise, people will just continue to take advantage. I, I would well, imagine. That or anyway. people just need to stop seeing news as news and start seeing it as garbage. I would get. I am at the point where I would pay for some sort of a server that didn't have, wasn't loaded with crap. That I would, would be I would, nice. I would pay a monthly fee. No, well, you're that's right, what a magazine would. used to be, but they yeah. don't really do that anymore. Right. Yeah, they don't do any of that stuff anymore. So, I don't know about uh, two little girls. It looked like one little girl is about maybe seven, and the other one's five, and they're getting blasted right in the face with the leaf blower. Apparently, why not just <laughs> let it air dry? Yeah, yeah. air dries. No, no fine. harm in air drying. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. but the kids love it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I suppose. And then they've got a story to tell their mom when she gets back. <laughs> well, I've seen those ones you know where the did? where the dad is taking like he's trying to do his daughter's hair. And he'll he'll um, put a, a hair binder around the nozzle of a vacuum cleaner. Oh, stick yeah. his daughter's uh. hair in it, s- turn it on, so it'll suck. And then he just rolls the. And so she's got a ponytail. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So really? da- yeah, dads dads try. <laughs> they do. You got to give them the effort. I think yep. I showed that to Andy once, and I'm like, this will be you one day. Good right. yeah. possibility. <laughs> All right, Doc. We got to put you to the test here. Okay. What is infant muscle wasting disease? Oh. What is that? Sounds must, like must be your genetic. parents aren't feeding you disease. Or it could be, uh, is that one of the muscular dystrophy kind of things? I bet you it is. Genetic kind of a thing. I don't know, but apparently they've got a new therapy for it. they got a new drug. Yeah, it's congenital muscular dystrophy. Oh, is that oh. what it is? Yuck. Uh, this is good news because there's a treatment for it now, but there's a bad news to it, too. A new treatment for infant muscle wasting disease is about to go on sale at a cost of $2 million. Okay. $2 million? What's wrong with that? Uh, how can they do that to little babies who yeah. need Absolutely them? Absolutely Well, I mean, disgusting. for all we know, it has, like, you know, some unique molecule in it that you can only find in the sun or something. Well, you might be but right how could they that. afford to do the research to get the drug going if but it's that it, expensive? If, if we're going to subsidize something, yeah, rather than good. college education, rather than a thousand other yeah, things, that would be good. You know, maybe we have some empathy for children like this, and yeah, maybe they get that drug. That'd be nice. But still, does it really cost two million dollars to manufacture oh, this no. drug? Come well, on. It says here, America's health insurance plan. She's a spokeswoman, Catherine Donaldson. A therapy is useless if no one can afford it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to Agreed. go there. It's like, what are you doing? But in the, I don't know, maybe. the state of Minnesota, if a child has a congenital condition, the treatment has to, is mandated to be covered by insurance. So if a child, a child has a cleft lip, insurance has to pay for it. If, so those sort of things are, are mandated in certain states. So they may be out of luck if they live here. Can you have a, a cleft lip without having a cleft palate? Yep. And you, you can. Have, and you can have a cleft palate without having a cleft lip. Well, I didn't know that. So what causes no, that action? This is fake news. The, what, what I'm saying? No. <laughs> this this, uh, this two million dollar drug. A uh, it's from not the Wall even Street Journal. It's not even out of phase one, so it might as well not exist. You know, maybe in ten years, maybe. Is, is phase one. Wh- phase one is, is the first out of four phases a drug needs when to go is through. When the clinical trial? Phase what? That's phase four. Oh. So far, oh. they've given it to thirty people. And. And that's not many people. So why would the Wall Street Journal run that story? Because you clicked on it. But it's the Wall Street Journal. You kind of hope you could count no, on them. No, nope. you can't. You no can't. one. You can't count on anyone to deliver the news. Phase one or phase two, it, you know, basically doesn't exist. And not to mention, 
It's not for childhood muscle wasting disease. Not? It's for spinal muscular atrophy, yeah, well, which would cause here. muscular that's what it's wasting. Here, yeah. But to dress it up like it's for treating, you know, dying babies just gives a... It's an emotional manipulation. But I don't really understand. There's nothing that I could buy on here or they're trying to sell me on here. It's just a story. Why, why would they post something like this? I have a feeling there are some ads that you just don't know are ads. Oh, really? You think? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't Scroll see down it. to the bottom. I'm sure you'll see okay, some ads. Let me see. Down there it says high yield savings account. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Best dividend paying stocks. There you go. And retirement savings calculator. Yeah. So they're probably trying to get you to invest in this drug. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't doubt that either. Don't do this with a vacuum cleaner. How many children would have that sort of problem? Spinomuscular atrophy? Oh, I don't think the incidence I don't, is very high. I don't think well, there's a whole I've, lot of them. I mean, that's what I was wondering, because normally see. they don't even bother trying to make drugs for that's unless true. it's going to be profitable somehow down the line. Between 1 in 5 and 1 in 12,000 people. So it's well, it's that's, not common, but it's not insanely rare. That's true. However, there are other treatments for it already. Huh. So there's that, too. This is just unique in that it's a gene therapy, which is... Mm. I don't think go. the FDA has... Have they even started approving any gene therapies like this? Well, that's a good question. Are there... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's I, a very... I, I don't know if there's any gene therapies that have been approved. Yeah. yeah we, we, worry, we worry about uh, GMOs, but have no problem with gene therapy. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And well, GMOs true. are nothing. Compared to genes, if we start messing with a human genome, yeah, you I know, suppose because bad stuff can happen. I want you all to notice that other than the when it wasn't really a political story, they brought politics into it. Other than the Tiger Woods story, and again, a few people out there are continue to call Tiger Woods and Uncle Tom. You really need psychotherapy. You got major problems. Uh, the man, uh, he deserves to get the Medal of Freedom, and that's all there is to it. So leave it alone. We've avoided politics this entire show. What do you think of that? Yeah. Yay. We could have read things like McConnell, stop this groundhog day. Said he wakes up every morning and it's the same argument every day. Get Trump, get Trump, get Trump. So it's like groundhog day. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, you got, um, uh, they keep reporting on this Starbucks cup. uh, What's it, what was it called again? uh, Something services, food services, or what is it? What? They said it's not a Starbucks craft cup. Yeah. It's a craft service. Yeah, there you go. It's actually not a Starbucks cup. Well, it sure does look like one. Well, every coffee cup looks the same. Yeah, they all emulated the Starbucks cup. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. Somebody <laughs> bounced an egg off the Aussie Prime Minister's head. Yeah. <laughs> That's not wow. very nice, though, is it? Not very but funny. It, it, yes, it is funny. It doesn't say why they did it bounce? either. It just says. It bounced. It said egg. Well, I'll, I'll read the story. Here, well, up to the date news on With the Family, ladies and gentlemen. Australia's Prime Minister was hit on the head with an egg when a woman was knocked off her feet Tuesday during a protest ahead of a general election next week. The egg appeared to strike Prime Minister Scott Morrison on the back of the head, (laughs) then bounce off without breaking as he spoke to voters at a hall in the regional town of Albury. Bystander Margaret Baxter was knocked to the floor as security guards grabbed a 25-year-old woman. His accused of throwing the egg and carried her outside. Morrison helped Baxter to her feet. Her la- he later suggested the protester was part of a militant movement that raids farms and it accuses of cruelty to animals. My concern about today's incident in Albury was for the older lady who was knocked off her feet, Morrison tweeted. I helped her get up. And gave her a hug. Our farmers have to put up with these same idiots who are invading their farms and homes. I like that. The prime minister should say things like, you're all idiots. I hope you know that. And that is the problem with our world right now. The morons are out of hand. They're way out of line, out of hand. They just think they can do whatever they want because they're so stupid they can't figure out consequences. Uh, Why do we put up with that? Anyone know? Because because we don't want to be labeled as being an uh, animal hater or a Nazi or a, a, a skinhead I mean, it, or fewer, fewer, fewer people care though there are people Do you people think are so? just starting to think so. if you're going to call me a skinhead then I'll just be a skinhead take the pressure yeah, off a lot of people online are uh, starting to think that way because it's 
you know. Because no matter what you it's do. It's technically true. No matter what, you're going to get put in the same group. So, hey, why not just do whatever the hell you want? Okay, I have to ask you guys all a question. How is it if you're anti-fascist and you harm people who don't agree with you, you're not a fascist? No one takes anti There's the irony. <laughs> There's well, irony. Except you're, for California Supreme Court or whatever, but, you know. I mean, it's fascist behavior to force people to say things and do things and believe things that you believe but in. I'm That's right, what fascism but I'm on is. The right and side, communism so. is that too. Yes. And communism yeah, is that too. Trying to force people into uh, what you believe. So it's yeah, it's so if if you if you're someone who hates fascism and you're forcing people to believe, then you're a communist or you're a yeah, socialist or, just, or it's so depressing the whole thing. You it know? is. And it is true. I mean, we I just got a text message. Patients are running the insane asylum, and they are right now. Mm -hmm. the Common sense has got to make a comeback, don't God, you think? God, I hope so. I mean, it just has to. I mean, I, first of all, I'm sitting at a table with people I've known for several years. What's well, been a couple of years now, Melissa? We've known you. No, not, not no, quite. No, about a year now. About a year. Okay. Yeah. So she's new on I, the scene. I'm newer. Yeah, you're newer on the scene, but. I, everybody else in this room I've known for years, but I could not tell you everything you believe. I, it's none of my business, first of all. So why would I, and what like do you think about this? like we'd like, tell you business. anything. Yeah, we're not telling you anyway, so never mind. You can do whatever you want. Blab it all over. Yeah, I, I just, I don't want to know what everybody believes. You have a life and you believe what you want to believe, and I think that's really terrific. But if you don't agree with me, that we should get rid of all white men, then you, I hate you. It's like, what? I don't understand people. I, I really, I, you believe what you believe, and if it's something the opposite of what, well, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. When I first met Michael Bryant and Doug Sprinthal, you know, I, I, I had certain opinions about things, but I talked to them, they're both very well educated, and I talked to them, and they didn't try to force their beliefs on me, but I talked to them, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, if people make a case to me that makes sense, I got no problem with it. This whole idea that you have to believe every single thing that my college professor told me to believe is insanity. Isn't it? Well, it kind of goes against the grant why you would go to college anyway. Exactly. But that's where we are now. It's like, oh, no, this is how the whole world should believe. Saul Alinsky and Bill Ayers, that's the, the two rulers mm -hmm. right now, those two psychopaths. And actually, did you know when Saul Alinsky started, he wasn't really off the, off the rails. He was just trying to help people. It was later on when he wanted to run for president and failed miserably that he got bitter. Wasn't he kind of like a community organizer? He was, yes. And, yeah. Because he tried to become president. Yeah, he's the one that said, put pressure on and never let up. Right. How can yeah. I get that job? And humiliate people. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be, yeah. be a community organizer in Wyzetta. How oh, do I get that job? How do I get that job? I don't know. Do they need one? You just hand, of course you just we need Put one. a flag up and people will come. How do you get the money? How do you get money? Put that flag up and start asking for money. Give me money and follow me. That's what your sign should say. Yeah, it all works out in the end, doesn't it? I just, once again, you believe what you believe, and as long as you're not hurting anybody else, and I try to make that point too, no matter what you like, if you're not harming anyone else, why would I care what you like? Right, I'm happy for you. It makes you happy. I'm happy for Let's you. Go back to live exactly and let right. live. Thank you. That's exactly right. Yeah, it is true. I, you know, everybody. Well, don't you? You must not like. It's like no, I don't have an opinion about that. It's none of my business, and it doesn't harm anybody else. Good for them. Whatever don't, makes them feel good. Don't evangelize your ideas onto me. I like it. We'll talk about this more tomorrow, and then of course after tomorrow, Cassie's bailing on us. Typical. Sorry. Yeah, typical. Way to go. We'll see you tomorrow with the family.